0: Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast, my name is Josh, and this is episode number 87. This week on the show, I've got a just super fun conversation with this summer, who's based out of Ohio, Um, they're a emo, alt-rock, you guys know I hate genre labels because quite honestly most bands don't fit in them anymore but uh this group is just getting ready to explode in the scene and i know i say a lot of times that you know guests on the show are close to blowing up and you know want to make sure that you guys have them on your radar and things like that um but this is a band that i really really believe is right on the verge of just exploding. Um, Had a lot of fun. We were able to get the whole band there for the vast majority of the interview. Uh, One of the guys did have to take off for their job. But, um, yeah, it was a great conversation. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, We talked about everything from kind of the formation, um, you know, moving through, 2020 the the covid year as i've referred to it on here before um and just you know the process of writing music and um where they kind of see themselves going what their intent is um when it comes to the impact that they want to make um, and that'll become a little more clear through this conversation. Um, and yeah, it was a, a great time. I really appreciate the guys taking time to, um, you know, sit down and get everybody together to do this. So let's just jump it right in. Uh, this is my conversation with this summer. Um, so to kick things off with, I do always start with the same boring ass question though. Uh, hmm. and that's the simple introduction. Go around the room, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do in the band, and just a quick... Let's do a fun fact. Everybody has to say a fun okay,
1: fact. Okay, I'm going uh, to give James the microphone.
0: Wait, so I need time it. for a fun fact. Okay, hold on. So <laughs> I guess we'll start with Blaze.
1: Uh, hi, I'm Blaze. I'm the drummer. Um, fun fact, I can speak Japanese. Because yeah, I fun fact. took it in school and I lived there for a bit.
0: Awesome.
2: Dylan, it's your turn. Hey, I'm Dylan. I play guitar. Fun fact is I am a veteran. Oh, sweet. Three of us actually are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, me, me Blaze, and Bobby actually are all veterans.
0: Awesome. I appreciate that.
3: I, I'm Justin. I'm uh, the lead singer. Um, fun fact about me is that
4: I know many fun facts about video game history. Oh, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> My name is Bobby Martin, and a fun fact about me is that... instrument <laughs> <laughs> you play, bud? What instrument do you play? Uh, Bass. <laughs> And a fun fact about me is that, you know, I have a jazz special bass, which I really love. Sweet.
3: Hi, James. It's your
2: turn. I am James Satan, Dylan's brother. Um, that could have been a fun fact. Whatever. I play guitar. <laughs> I, I play guitar. Uh, Double Jeopardy. Fun fact, I can
0: solve a Rubik's Cube in less than a minute. I've never okay. solved a Rubik's Cube in my life. Like, I mean, the saying doing better than all of us (laughs) awesome guys so um you know like i said before we really kicked this episode off i do appreciate you guys taking the time to do this um i want to give you guys time to kind of do the introduction right like for people that haven't heard of you guys who is this summer and and kind of what are you uh what are you pursuing you know obviously music but like you guys have kind of a bigger agenda when it comes to some of your songwriting well do you want to do you want to do it oh you're tapping me me to it okay so yeah um i I think with our bands um we
3: started off kind of just like modeling ourselves after you know like just this indie kind of you know (laughs) diversified type of sound with a little bit of alternative rock into it but over the course of you know the year that we've been together um it's been like completely different it's almost been two years now hasn't it
1: yeah, actually, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't know. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah,
1: creeping up on. Yeah,
3: so um, I think that in concept, you know, we kind of just did this to have fun at first, um, like you know every band does, but right. um, we really started to like realize the potential of it. I think when we heard our first song mixed and mastered for the first time, um, and we were like, hey, like this might be able to. We might be able to go somewhere with this so as our sound has evolved we've kind of just been pushing towards a darker more nostalgic melodic type of like uh alternative emo and like um post hardcore sound um and we've been just trying to push our band as much as we can with the time that we have together um so you know we've we reached out to our pr manager we've reached out to venues across cleveland you know we've reached out to a couple of different news outlets just trying to get in touch and things have been going better than we ever
4: expected so and that song that he's talking about was daydream yes from previous
0: release mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome um so let's talk a little bit about you know diy right because that's how everybody <laughs> yeah. starts but yeah. um you guys are still kind of in that format and in the sense that you know a lot of this is still on your shoulders to, you know, run all your social media, things like that. How much work goes into it? Because I really don't think a lot of, quote unquote, casual fans understand the business of a band.
4: Well, we can both kind of share this conversation because there's a lot of back end you have to do, too. Right. You know, we're all doing this on our own, literally. And then everyone wants it to be perfect until... You know, there's enough buzz around it for it to really take off, you know. So yeah. we're all playing the same game. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll say that um, I probably I handle most of the reaching out to people and scheduling stuff. And uh, there are days that I despise it, um, yeah. especially yeah. like I'll be sitting there at work and I'll get four emails and then I got to reach out to everybody to confirm things and then they all have to check their schedules. And then I have to check my schedule and then we have to make sure everything works and then it doesn't work. And then we got to do this and we got to do that. And then this venue wants us to play. And then we've reached out to this venue and I'm sending messages. It's it is more work than I think I could ever imagine or that I ever did imagine Um, just now that things have picked up a little bit. It's very, very, very busy. it doesn't mean it's not fun and it's always kind of exciting but there are days that with with everything pretty much you just don't want to respond to an email or something yeah
3: recently we've been trying to divvy up the work so like dylan handles all of our like our our money stuff so like any money that we make from shows um that's his business um and then blaze is handling all of our reaching out and like all of our public relations stuff because that's what he knows best because he's got a cool
4: big boy job in that, in that <laughs> a degree um, that's also <laughs> a reason why he gets burnt out the way that he's talking hey, yeah, about because yeah. he's, he's done did, it all day so yeah and then it's like hey man do this for the band please and then it's yeah. like oh, okay
3: yeah but so, um I, and then i i yeah. handle some of the social media stuff so like i've been running our twitter and our instagram you know very sparingly because i'm still extremely poor at doing that so
0: <laughs> you know authenticity matters more than consistency i think in the sense of like you know on the social media side like when i go to an instagram and it's like perfectly curated and every picture looks so much alike and everything i'm just like no you've you've invested way too much time in this versus being real to your fans Mm -hmm. or to your art
1: it's really fun to just post something up on the instagram and be like "Fuck yeah you guys rule like this is sick and just (laughs) like just literal first reactions to things Uh, it doesn't have to be this whole big like thank you, blah, blah. I, I don't even know. I don't know a good example of the, a perfectly minute, curated Instagram because I can't do it. The you know? minute right. that it sounds disingenuous is the minute yeah, that it stops being fun. Yeah, is a great word, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I, the example that I used not too long ago, and I think she's getting away from it, but like Kim Kardashian, right? Like your yeah. megastars, like they are they can't put anything up except for that polished face. And it's like, okay, but... What about stepping in dog shit at 3 a.m. This morning? <laughs> the dog out like that. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. when
1: people have somebody to run their Instagram for them that it I mean, they just lose all connect. Like you lose every bit of connection with with your audience. There's yeah, the big,
4: sure. there's only the most potential to share that part of your life through social media. Like that's never existed before. You know, just even MySpace. just seeing like celebrities saying things, it was mind blowing that you got. Something that they just said that wasn't filtered through TV first, because until right. then that's all you had. You know, is pretty nuts.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, you mentioned the the connection to the fans too. Like, there's been a lot of artists that I've talked to that are like, you know, I'll go to a, a local show, and they'll start recognizing people from Instagram or whatever, and it's like, I know these people now. Whereas if someone's running it for you, you have no idea who that is, and then they're gonna bring up yeah. some conversation like hey, remember when I DM'd you about this and it's going to be real fucking awkward because you have no... Yeah. Yeah,
3: we... I think, like, when it comes to like our connection to the people that like support us, um, it's just always been like, you know, it's it starts off with family and friends at first, always. But I think the minute that you start like, like we got a message from
1: who's that one fan that we have? Where's he from? Indonesia. Indo- That's who I was a, just thinking of. We
3: have a very uh, big fan in Indonesia, and That's he's so just awesome. like, she's just such a genuine dude who's so excited about our stuff. And that was the moment where we were like, oh. So yeah. it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. he likes, right.
1: I mean, he, you know, he sends us messages and we message him back and it's always a good conversation. Yeah, it's nice.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, obviously that's the dream, right? Like mm-hmm. something you're doing is connecting with someone across the world. Yeah. And it's like, what we're doing matters to more than just us, like what you said. And it's, it's really nice when you first get that, like that first real fan, because, like, yeah. friends and family, yeah. it's like, hey, thanks for appreciating what I do. I think it may, though, just be because we know each other, you know? Like- yeah, pretty much. My yeah. dad has
1: been very vocal about the fact that he doesn't like our music, but he'll still come to the shows. Yeah, No,
3: okay, so that's that's what I love about him is that, like, he literally verbally tells us all the time. He's like, dude, you guys, your guys, music, not my thing at all, not my thing at all. But he shows up to almost, like, every show that he can. He's and also, also he's bad a music taste. yeah, we also uh, practiced in his house for the better part of the year. <laughs>
0: he knows it through and through all yeah. of our music. Yeah. But again, I think, you know, getting that, that support circle, uh, is really what matters. And that kind of fuels you on those days where you're starting to get burnt out from these mm-hmm. emails and everything. It's like, but, but people want this, you know, more yeah. than just us. Mm-hmm. And when you do it
4: live, then you get that same, you know, quality of value interaction, you yeah. know, you see it in person and in their eyes. And then that's when it's, the absolute most you know
0: special
1: yeah
4: people are gonna remember that more than they remember you know what they
0: commented on instagram right right and i think that's something i definitely want to touch on for you guys you know being pretty new uh to the music scene in this iteration anyway uh talk a little bit about what it was like to kind of form up start playing some shows and then covid going hey uh fuck all the plans that you ever had and stop
2: (laughs) (laughs) biggest kick in the balls
0: maybe <laughs> yeah do D- dylan you could
2: probably go ahead and that. You, can also, yeah, you can also you can also
3: hold the microphone a little bit closer to your face right here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a lot of history with this group so i met blaze when i was in high school um him and i ended up kind of joining the military around the same time and then i i went to okinawa japan for my enlistment that's where i met bobby and bobby and i had a band out there signals yeah, it was called Signals. It's still then, out there in yeah, Spotify. We out. we all moved home around, you know, like 2016, <laughs> 2017 time. And then um, me, Bobby, Blaze, and James were all in a band called Austin Tonight, which was kind of like a like a rockish but rock. metal. It wasn't it wasn't too much. It was like it uh, was butt-rock. Really like but, um we we were in a band like that, and then we ended up kicking out the singer, and we wanted to do something different. So we started um this summer you know we got justin the singer then we kind of just started to go like the you know the emo indie alternative route and it's been pretty great but yeah i mean blaze and i go back to I me mean, at least 10 years we're talking about live shows though okay we're talking, shows. <laughs> we're, we're talking about we're talking okay. formation and yeah like. formation. Oh, wait wait i thought well okay so did I have like the worst AD in the world? Let's have like, <laughs> like, I was like talking about a history band, I'm like, dumb. They just asked me your favorite <laughs> so, I'm um, pretty sure. Well, exactly. no, that's kind of like what I guess it so, comes
1: back so the to. The history it.
4: is of us forming together. And then, and then, so here's
1: the thing is we, yeah, so our singer for this last band that he talked about um, stopped coming to practices really just seemed very dis, disinterested in what we were doing. It was at the same time we decided we wanted to switch up our sound to kind of go a more indie route and he just wasn't about it. Um, I think
4: we had Daydream written by then. Yeah, we, 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 had, we had, had
1: Daydream and written stuff. and we, we wanted to like...
2: With no vocals though. But yeah, like. we
1: wanted to take this like new route and uh, he just wasn't about it. So he left and then um, we searched and searched and searched for like nine months maybe for somebody. We found Justin. In a early, early February 2020, a subway. Um, we practiced together for a month and then everything shut down. So yeah. we didn't even get to play a single show. We didn't even have songs written uh, by the time everything shut down. We didn't see each other for about four months. Um, uh, but the thing about the shutdown is when we were able to start seeing each other came back probably harder than we ever would have like if we were just doing things normally we wrote and recorded an entire ep uh over uh summer um of 2020 and put it out in september so that's probably uh, yeah about a year year now that, that it's been out um and uh just tried to work on as much music as we could so now that we can play shows uh we can have Really long sets if we need them, and we have just a more defined sound than, uh, yeah, than we did before, I guess. I if guess we that's were like
2: playing yeah. shows while developing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We had this period to like, uh-huh. develop with each other first. Yeah, yeah. Before we sort of right. went out there, yeah. you know.
0: It kind of gets you out of the uh, we have to be a cover band to start with, right? Like- mm. Yeah, dude, that, no, that, that, oh God, that, yeah. that thought never there crossed our mind, There is I nothing promise.
3: more gratifying than like looking at a room full of people with instruments in their hand and saying, so we don't have to play a cover this time? Right. You have enough yeah. to put the set list together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I'm gonna tell them, but nothing against our last night. But tell me they're not a cover. Oh my god, I fucking
2: hate them. I fucking (laughs) hate them. No, oh my
0: god, I'm a fan,
1: but of their original. I have despised this band for years now because he Dylan
2: has no, I them, I like like but only they're like original. Blaze really
4: Blaze hates how much Dylan loves it.
2: So it, at
1: it, first it. I just didn't really like them cuz I didn't really like their style of music and then he just he knew I didn't like it and so he would send me these these covers He's like hey, like to fuck with me. They're just, <laughs> they're like, like, by oh. Yeah, they're hey just, look like, they covered the Rugrats <laughs> theme song and they covered this and it just yeah just cemented off, the but- fucking hatred. No, I
2: always thought their um their originals were good. Even the covers they did when they first started doing them, like Radioactive and stuff, were really good, but they just got too carried away and they, they have to cover everything and anything and it kind of takes away from them. Actually, being good musicians,
4: but well, they're you know to artists. to just say it blindly, that's a very clear re- re- revenue stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they all about money. money. It's all about money. That's you know, yeah, yeah. yeah and so they made it big anyway. So they're yeah, they're
1: living their best life. But I just I'm not gonna throw them on on they're, the radio on on, right. on the ox court or something.
0: Not not intentionally listening to them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm sure that, that they make money out in tour, ne- you know, negligibly compared to YouTube, but but you know by comparison, so
0: right. Well, and you know. Like we said, to each their own, you know, but like mm-hmm. when I first heard about them, it was through one of their covers. And then when I started looking for more songs, I'm like, all they do is make covers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are they yeah. a real band or are they just a cover band? Like what's happening right,
1: here? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah they,
0: they steer too far into it. <laughs> hey, but credit to them for being able to
4: self-produce or engineer at least most of their stuff, you know. So like they can just, they can just. They know what they're doing in the studio. You know? Yeah,
1: they get together on a Thursday and record the Spongebob theme song, and that's all the work they have to do for the week, yeah.
0: Four and a half hours done. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, they're making money and more power to them. Um, right, power to them. absolutely. But I, I think the, the big point to that is, you know, so often as a band, like you, to your point earlier, as you develop that sound, you're like, shit, we have to play stuff other people know because we don't have enough to fill the gap
1: oh man so the, here's the thing about us with covers too is that we have we've in, in the whole time we've been doing live shows we have only ever agreed on one song to cover <laughs> we do not agree because anything. every i mean i have tried to bring up some it's like yeah this would be really fun people would recognize it one like song throughout does. the set but we cannot agree on one and you know I guess ultimately, it's probably not a bad thing because we're we're just producing more original music, but we, we just can't agree on covers, so there's, we just don't do that. There's
2: more there's more creativity in playing originals, too. If you can get, you know, a large group of people to show up to an original band, you know, especially like a modern band, I think that's that's saying something, you know, most bands that you see when you go out locally are just cover bands and, you know, everyone loves it. But to, to be an original band nowadays and pull a big crowd is extremely difficult and um we're getting as we grow bigger we're getting better and better at doing that so it feels pretty good
0: yeah and I, I think obviously that's that's the ultimate goal right like to be able to stand on your own work versus the work of others yeah mm-hmm. i i think since like the years turned and you know
4: we had sometime in 2020 playing at small venues where people were seated and stuff that we kind of have this show crafted out of our own songs and there's you know a kind of like a pattern to it you know it kind of goes up and you know we make the set list so that it's an experience and i think that that's why we still don't even try to entertain covers because if you saw us live then you would i think you would think we were heavier than you'd expect um it's not just midwest emo um and the dogs sorry, are sorry. Down yeah the, here. we
3: we have we have like two dogs in this in this house at any given time and then she's just being like really cute over there like laying on her stomach <laughs> acting like she's not so doing we're anything. all
2: looking over this yeah way we're looking right yeah and
3: keeps, looking at running over all of like the thousands of cables that i have here acting like she's doing <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong
2: and the, you know like when i see cover bands and you know, it kind of shows me okay you can play an instrument and you can keep a rhythm but i feel like there's no real talent in bands that only do covers because, I mean, the real talent, I think, comes in within writing your own music, you know, and making it sound good. That's
4: where the the art comes from. Yeah,
2: that's the whole point. Just
4: just thinking out loud, like if you were in a jam band that was playing to a bar that had people that was actually dancing, it would probably be really good suited to, you know, kind of have the outro of your song just be like a random rhythm and then all of a sudden it's in the same key of another song, so you just... Bam! Throw a cover in and throw people off guard. Get people to sing along, and then end the song. Go into another original if it fits, if it's good enough, or you know another cover too. But you can't just like play the covers as our beginning to end and expect you know, unless you're. It's just not our flavor. It's just we, like I said, we never. It never crossed our mind to be a cover band.
2: And it it's funny because you know there'll be times when we and this drives them nuts but like we played a, a dive bar like a month or so ago and i started playing um layla just yeah, air Clapton in between and they're yelling at me but everyone in the crowd's like yes yes playing they're all you know cheering it yeah. on i'm just like no sorry no but, we're not going
1: play the whole fucking song it'd be funny
2: being a modern emo band indie band and just start playing like classic rock covers but i think it'd be kind of fun personally but.
0: yeah and i think you know to the point of the artistry um and the point that you're making there like I've always found it interesting, like when bands change singers and things like that. Like it's hard to connect to lyrics that aren't yours or to music that you didn't write. So, like to get up play that and make it a real show is a lot harder than playing your own music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's
1: even the same with just the instruments and in general. Everyone has their own playing style and the style that they connect with. And when I, you know, play. Drums by myself, and I'm playing like somebody else's drums. It feels good, and it feels good to be able to do exactly what they do. But I know that's not what I would do, and it doesn't, it's not as fun. It's just not. Yeah. No.
4: The only enjoyment that you're kind of describing comes from whatever the reaction of the audience is, from it just being fun, you know.
3: And, and that's a little that's a little hollow if you think about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I, so that's why we don't want to be a cover band. <laughs> Yeah, it's like an empty satisfaction. Like, cool, we got a reaction, but we didn't really do it. We could have put on our iPad and and hit play. Like, it's fine. Yeah, Yeah. low-hanging fruit, you know. (laughs) Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, you guys have, like you said, kind of been building up the catalog and stuff. uh, But you just recently released The Rabbit Hole, um, which is a pretty powerful song, um, talking about some PTSD stuff some substance abuse issues things like that um for people that either haven't listened to it yet or you know are just checking you guys out talk a little bit about a the the content of the song but b the kind of the therapy that songwriting and song crafting gives you
3: you have no idea how thankful i am that you finally asked this question because i've been wanting to talk about this for forever so um the rabbit hole goes back a little bit um when dylan just like came up with a riff one day And with a lot of our songs, it's just kind of like something that we all butt heads together. And then it started like just performing as it was. Obviously, we didn't have lyrics curated at the time. But when I was writing um, the content by myself, um, it's just to go. I'm not going to go into too many details, but um, I I had recently lost a loved one to substance abuse. um, And that um, I I think I I made a post on Instagram about it pretty much saying that, you know, it's It's all about the 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 grieving, the anger, the frustration and like the hopelessness of feeling that like you could have done something or, you know, you could have changed the way of the future or anything like that. Um, I'd say for anybody going like into it blind, um, it's really just about watching somebody deteriorate slowly. Um, You know, uh, in the Midwest, especially uh, the opioid epidemic has ravaged the whole entire Uh, this section of the country so you know that has that is riddled pretty deep into um our lives in general um you know no no matter what happens to any of us I'm I'm sure from alcoholism to you know heroin people have family members and loved ones that have been addicted to something so I think that watching you know growing up and watching my dad recover from his alcoholism and then uh seeing somebody who was extremely close to me go away um from something like that um the feeling of not being able to say one last thing to them or you know just make it rational in some way that like they're forgiven and that it's okay um that there's nothing like that feeling it is so like it's like a hunger that you can't ever satisfy
0: yeah 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 so um And we don't have to get super deep in it but i lost my brother to suicide a few years back um with addiction and whatnot so like for anyone that hasn't experienced like that traumatic loss like that like all loss is traumatic to some extent but you know when it's sudden and relatively unexpected it it does it leaves that hole in you that you're just like what if you know and you start questioning all these things and i think that's where music is such a beautiful thing because it allows you an outlet to start filling that hole and to be able to to justify your own thoughts and words and put it out there for others that maybe helps them heal through their situation as well
2: yeah
3: and that's that's all we ever hope for is that hopefully that you know somehow some way somebody could listen to one of our songs and maybe find a little bit of comfort the fact that somebody else feels the way that they do.
4: yarn um, has an impact, you know? Yeah,
3: absolutely. We try not to, like, directly, I don't know, kind of, like, obviously speak to our audience a lot, but um, when we do go out on stage, I do make it a sentiment to just come on, like, before um, one of our songs comes on, like, it's so kind of productive. Um, that's a song about uh, a, a lot of different things uh, when it comes to loss and mental health. Uh, but I always make it a point to just tell everybody like, hey, you know, um, if you have somebody that you're worried about, something, somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time, maybe, and you don't know how to clear it up and you don't know how to address it, just like tell them that you hope that they're doing well. And that can be enough to change somebody's life for the rest of the time that they're here. You know, that's I've I've gotten I, I'm pretty sure we've all felt the way where we're just literally at the bottom of the barrel and then somebody sends you like a shitty meme. And you're like, this just saved my life right,
4: right now. now. Yeah, and there's There's something that he's speaking to where, yeah, once everything's said and done and you just now have to move on, then what's left is not being able to do much of anything. And I think the lyric repeating at the end of the song over and over, and it kind of ending so abruptly, but echoing on kind of speaks to however best as artists we can translate this synchronicity of what they both felt writing it, right. you know, to something that you can understand, too. And you can hopefully if we do the job right. You can't help but feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, the beautiful thing about music is even if someone's not been through the exact same situation, like. It can apply to, to anyone's life, really, it's about the connection you make with it, and as long as it makes you feel something, that's all that matters.
4: I think just by fact of this conversation happening, you know, it's reached this, the exact same reason we wrote it, is the same reason why you write, you know, bring up that question. So it's just, it's, I think it does hit the nerve we want it to, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about kind of the progression of, of 2021. You guys have been able to write a lot of music. The Midwest is, for better or for worse, really opening up in some areas and other areas that, you know, they're dragging their feet, whatever. Um, Obviously, we just want to be safe about what we do. But um talk a little bit about like goals and like 2021, moving forward into 2022, like, where is this summer really going to, to make their impact? Is it in the live shows and touring as much as you possibly can? Is it creating music videos, or just, you know, kind of what's your vision? D,
4: the answer is D. (laughs) (laughs) uh, In
1: in all honesty, the the, um, best case scenario, I guess, would be that we could transition from playing uh, strictly pretty much Cleveland-based venues and expand our reach even more and be able to just play in some other... Some other areas, some other states. Um, if we could, even just to go, go around the states that border Ohio and play in some venues there, it would be uh, amazing. And that's what we we want to do. We're currently working on an album that we uh, want to release, hopefully over the winter, and we want that to make a big impact. We want to do some music videos, and essentially, we just want to kind of grow the whole operation. Um, but we want to. To happen organically you know it's not going to be some something that's manufactured it's just going to keep growing to the point where it's like hey we and now now this makes sense that we have to do this you know
0: yeah yeah i think that's a big you know key factor is that it needs to be organic right like sure you could drop a bunch of money on spotify plays or whatever oh yeah but Mm -hmm. then if nobody's showing up to the shows even though your numbers look good like is it worth doing any of that
4: exactly there's many 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 people that have tens of millions of streams whose lives have not changed
0: right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. 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 um so talk a little bit about I, i do want to touch on with spotify specifically because um, that's my primary streaming service as well. Um, the analytics on the backside, how much does that impact for you guys looking at that and going, man, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, Chicago's playing us a lot or whatever? Like, wouldn't it be cool that's to go great. there and, and play that show?
2: We're always getting excited about, like, all the... Dude, Fox we're big in Germany. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like, <those laughs> random yeah. streams we get in, like, some country I've, like, probably never heard of.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, uh, Germany- Spotify analytics are everything to me right now which maybe <laughs> no, is I, maybe I, is I, a I little even sad get you
3: started because i think we need to do the same thing is that we wake up and we wait until 11 in the morning yeah mm-hmm. we're being loose, we're fresh. Mm-hmm. Like oh, do we gotta see all these streams um, and then like, and then we players. like, we literally like obsess over it. But like, it doesn't like get to us like, oh, if we don't hit like fifty two streams for the day, we're gonna we're gonna like not succeed. <laughs> right. Yeah, fan yeah. yeah. practice is canceled. Yeah, we gonna practice cancels, yeah. But like, me and Blaze do have a sick, twisted obsession with like <laughs> just, just checking the
1: spot playing day. I'll throw uh, myself yeah. in the camp too. Yeah, I'll check everything. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. it's always really good to see, and it is nice to be able to look and see if there are specific areas where it's like, oh, why, are, why are we big here? We're big here. That's kind of cool. Or we have a decent amount of listeners. Um, and it, it really just it's it, it impacts everything, because at that point, it's like we got to get these people to know that we have like an Instagram where we'll, where we'll you know, talk about like, hey, maybe we, what if we played a show here? Would you guys come or something like that? You know, and um, yeah, just kind of impacting like Maybe looking at the areas where we can thrive the most. Um, Like for this new song, there are a lot of streams in Europe. So Bobby just sent a a picture, and he's like, "Yeah, European tour." And (laughs) honestly, we totally do. There's a lot of
4: um, there's a lot of reaction from our show playing too. So you know, there'll be uh, every song kind of has a little bit of a spike the next day. Well, it's two days after. Say we'll get the so yeah we we get the information eleven. A. M. the next day, yeah. and um, <clears throat> when we put out videos or when we're uh, you know producing content for the P. R. to publish or to uh, places in the Spotify playlists and things like that, which we were on an all new rock playlist for a while, which was um, very very cool. Um, it just uh, it's all worth the work, you know. Like yeah. it's all got a, it's all feeding to the same machine, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, like, you don't want to chase the numbers because then, you know, what if you don't make them, you know, start getting in your head. But at the same time, when the numbers show up, it's like, something we're doing is right. Sometimes yeah. they've been going in and clearing out people that
4: just had bought g- g- accounts going and streaming fake yeah. playlists, you know. So,
0: yeah,
4: um, you know, you really got to do it with people who are really reputably pitching you to... I,
1: I will say that playlists. I... Though I, I, now that we are, now that we have been placed on a Spotify playlist, I would really like to see that again because I obsessively write the pitches. (laughs) I mean, I spent so long (laughs) writing that pitch just for the rabbit hole, and it can only be like 500 characters, you know? And I just, it's, if I, 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 yeah, I really, really, really really care about that too much <laughs> like way too much now um but that was nice yeah
0: yeah and i think i'm not 100 sure on this i think the all new rock one is um isn't that specifically curated by uh ali hagendorf over at spotify we very well be. We I have no idea. That. That's
3: I, that's a great point that you just brought up. We didn't even think to look at who cur- curates the playlist. Can now. you
0: give us more information? <laughs> <about her.
4: laughs> Enlighten I, us a bit. What do you know? I, I,
0: I do think it's uh, Allie Hagendorf. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but she works over at Spotify now. Um, she, man, I've known about her for I've been doing this for like 18 years now, 17 years, something like that. Uh, she used to just be a standard PR type person at uh. I'm gonna forget what label, um, and then she moved on and and has just grown and grown. But yeah, she does a lot of the. I think she does the Today's Top Hits and, you know, like the pop rock one, New Music Friday. But I think she runs pretty much all the like all new rock, all new metal, whatever. I think awesome. it's her slash her team that does that.
1: That's really cool. That's yeah, true. I never. You never really think. I mean, I never really thought when I was writing, of the pitch that it. it it uh, what just went to a specific person, you think like the faceless
2: the, corporation? I, yeah. I literally, yeah, just said, yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: just I'm writing to Spotify, well, but that's uh, p.o Buck's Spotify,
2: <laughs> <Good answer. laughs> no, I guess.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, no, she's um, I'm gonna look her up on Instagram real quick. because like,
4: while you're, well, um, I guess, I'm, I'm thinking about um, you know, like there's so many people that on our songs that haven't been on this playlist that are just you know older songs, say there's so many regular people regular listeners and we can see how many you know obviously are from our catalog or their catalog or whatever and it's really rewarding when we've reached out to however many people we have whether through live concerts or online and that many have stuck around and if this person is who you're saying they are then it's kind of nice that people who hear a lot of very good music think that we're good enough and i think that our music really just kind of needs that. Edge of exposure because there's some people that continually like us, mm-hmm. so yeah. we gotta kind of have a lot of faith in that, and we do have fans, you know.
0: Yeah. So, um, Ali is the current head of rock at Spotify, so it is very. Oh my god! Big shout a- out to yeah. Ali. That's such That's a dope Allie. title to have. i right? the head, head of rock.
1: rock.
4: I control <laughs> rock and
1: roll from <laughs> e- for everybody.
0: We have <laughs> pretty much. Literally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Thanks, so, shout out. Um, yeah, so like, even if you took that one out, like, you know, writing those pitches to to anyone, radio stations or whoever, it's like, please, please play our song. We don't want to beg you, but at the same time, like, oh, it's be really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I beg. I mean, Thanks. I have no problem. I mean, it's literally, please. that's what you have to do.
1: It's just like, you have to just appeal to them as much as possible with the music obviously i'm not right. saying like yeah. hey i'm blaze and you got to play me because yes. i need this so bad blah blah, blah. but like <laughs> at the same time it's like hey i need Ooh, this so I can bad. really benefit from this and you're the only person Personally that can do playlist. it and we so think lonely. that this song is yeah we think that this song is good enough so we really
0: hope that you do as well yeah yeah, yeah and i i mean i think that is with anything in life right like yeah. hey this would be a really cool break for me whatever like when I was up and coming in the uh, concert photography side of my stuff, like I definitely did that to some of the PR teams that I had already worked with where I'm like, Hey guys, you know how I did that interview for you? Like two weeks ago, if you could get me on the photo pit team for this, like, that'd be really sick.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, talking about the pitches really speaks to the power of, uh, of writing that's needed in the music industry, which many people not may not know. I Got, I, I got kind of lucky because I, right as things started to get a little bit more serious, I got a job writing content, so it's like my job which yeah. has improved my writing 2 million percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like so much but so much stuff would not be possible without perfectly crafting a very appealing email that can, that can speak about the song and also be not very self-serving or something like that, so mm if anyone is trying to do music industry stuff, look up writing techniques. Know your
0: own language. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, you know, that's something, um, a lot of people just don't really relate to for some reason, or don't like necessarily consider it part of the music industry for whatever reason, but like the public relations side of things, like, you know, hope over at 25, eight, uh, the girls over at big picture media, like, I get emails from them pretty much daily and you know, it's about building those relationships and then them being able to connect it like what you're saying right in that pitch that says, Hey, it'd be really cool if you did this for us because a, it would help them, but B I think you're going to like this with, you know, blah, blah, blah on the music. Right.
4: Yeah. That's the epitome of what the music business is and kind of everything that we hope Mm -hmm. to get so big enough one day as to hire the people to do for us you know and you know so that's when the that's how the team gets built you know and then you have and that's when it's a brand and you know a business and it's that's that's the only thing that that's what separates national acts from you know any local act
3: yeah dylan's done a really good job of just kind i i I, because i come from like a very if we're talking like, because, you know, they had their band before this one. But I come from a very DIY, almost like Fat Albert Band style <laughs> DIY. Um, and, you know, I'm, I am I was like a punk rock kid. I played in the post-punk screamo bands, uh, you know, and I didn't really take a lot of it very seriously because I would go to a show and I'd walk away with zero dollars. So I didn't really pay much attention to it. But, you know, when I met Dylan and we started like kind of, put, and I, I think people have to kind of adjust to that balance of like, This is business. This is fun. Um, But when it comes to music, if you intertwine the both of them well enough, then you're going to have an excellent time. And Dylan's been the one to kind of been like, okay, well, we're recording this day. We're practicing this day. Um, I'm going to literally engineer our album from my apartment in, in a closet. Um,
1: and you're gonna like it. You know, I'm right I'm, there. I'm
2: the type A one of the band. I think. Oh yeah, no. I mean,
1: Dylan was very instrumental in the in the beginning of even just getting us all to be actually serious about yeah. it and yeah. not just be like, "Yeah, we're fucking playing some good music," you know? Right. But but seeing the opportunities um, that that we can take and actually being like, "Hey, yeah, we we got to take them." Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I I think you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan, but the military probably played a little bit of a part in that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going absolutely. to be here at this time. You're going to do this thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that and um, even my current job, I'm an investigator now. And, um, you know, it's kind of a serious job. So I feel like, and it, I mean, it took me a while to even lighten up. There's that good, you know, midpoint where it's like, you know, we're, we're kind of goofing off too much and it gets too serious. And you got to find a good balance if you're having fun, but you're also being productive. You, you, know, need, a you need a good
1: morale you see a
2: schedule you know just because there's a lot of components there's there's promotion there's recording there's you know concerts there's podcasts there's things and you know we all work pretty much full Full time time so it's really it's really hard to uh to get together to do these kind of things we um
3: (laughs) for, for like the better part of um like a year or something it was, like, every single week. Because, like, I work in food service. So I, James works in food service. And Bobby got, works in food, an food service. And Blaze worked in food service. Yeah. So, like, it would be like a struggle. Hey, can you come to practice this Sunday? No, I got to work before to close. clothes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's
2: not <laughs> blaze and i work staff hours bobby you kind of work like a medium yeah i'm kind, of, yeah, like I'm
4: kind of, of like a noon or 10 to like six or eight kind of thing yeah.
2: Yeah. james works like eight i years. work at <laughs> chipotle
4: so i'm a slave to the corporate machine. literally
3: like i never i never see him outside of practice
2: <laughs> i don't i never see him outside of chipotle he just, he's, <laughs> he's I, just speaking
4: I, I never see the him unless store. it's the hour before <laughs> yeah. i go to bed okay
2: all right. Well, uh, yes. we are actually, they're going to continue the conversation without me. But I really appreciate you having <laughs> us on here. He's
0: actually yeah. about to go to work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that. that was a good segue, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. But I think to, to play on that a little bit there, it, it shows it shows when the passion is there. Right. Like, cool. I work, you know, 40 hours a week, but I still want to do this. And that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. um versus the the people that are you know just doing it occasionally just to to relieve stress or whatever which is all fine and, and good too but like at some point you have to make that decision like you guys have that eventually we want this to be the full-time gig
1: yeah oh yeah yeah it, it, if you're not passionate about it in the little free time you have then I, it's more or less so you just really don't want to do it um uh, and and something's not connecting properly. But when you literally only have five hours a week to yourself, and you're like, "All right, I got to do band stuff," like it, yeah. you know, it, you you obviously care about it, it yeah. and yeah, and that's good, and it's needed.
0: Yeah, no, and no, I totally agree. You know, this podcast technically my side gig. I have a day job. I'm in the office eight thirty to four. Every day, Monday through Friday. And then it's like, okay, I get home at 4 45. Today, I was supposed to have an interview at 5 until 6, then you guys, and then I've got one after you guys, even. Like, oh my God. So, like, yeah, today's a, I woke up at like 6 45. I'll be going to bed probably around 11 or midnight. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it, but this is one of the things that I love to do. And, you know, it's back into the music side of it. Like, I don't care that i'm giving up those four or five hours after work because i love doing this exactly yeah
2: yeah and Mm -hmm. even for me like i'm you know i'm 29 and um i've been playing guitar since i was 15 and like just watching it i pretty much no one i know from when i was younger still even plays an instrument they kind of gave it up and they work and you know even through the military and everything the one thing that's always been there in my life is music you know and no matter I end up in life whether it became serious in music or not like i would always do it you know and it's right it, it's hard to, and you know and i get it because like you said you know you, you work your day job and you got all night it's really hard not to be burnt out and people kind of like well you know jobs money and security so you know i'll just kind of have to put this other thing aside but you know mental health is equally as important as money if not more so it's it's nice to have something i can balance yourself out like you you know you at the is us with music things like that so
0: yeah and I I mean I think that's a a huge point there is you know the mental health side of it so even if your songs aren't about mental health like if playing music after you know working your shitty job isn't bringing you joy yeah. then what are you doing it
1: yeah exactly it's, it's very it's very therapeutic um it's very therapeutic even just to have a practice and there's definitely been weeks that I've gone to practice being like I I really need this right now yeah. like i need to have practice on, on the other side
3: of that there's also weeks where we get together to practice and we're all looking at each other like we fucking hate each other you know? <laughs> yeah, it why, goes yeah and that's the, the thing that we had to learn i think after a long time because we, we had a lot of moments back when we were starting out when we were just like looking at each other like is this really like what we want to do like mm-hmm. are, we, are we even like why are we getting so upset over something it's just like not trivial at this point you know nobody knows who we are um but i don't know what happened. Um, I've talked about this before, but I think one day it just like clicked, we just stopped fighting with each other. Yeah. Um, even like over music stuff, like okay. we just like, we literally, just I think it's just because we started listening to each other a little better. Um, but any day that I would come into the practice space and everybody would be like, Oh man, I want to do practice. I have like, sometimes when I, I, I'm like, literally like it's A or B, I'm either like really down on myself or I'm sunshine coming out of my ass. Like there's no excuse that we're going to have a bad time of practice because everybody's going to have a good time of practice.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, that's you you have to have that. Right. Like there's got to be somebody in the band that can can balance everybody out like or or pull everybody up when needed. Yeah. Um, and I'd
1: say I'd say we all have our moments with that, which is great.
4: That's always good. Yeah. I don't yeah. like to I wouldn't say anything in practice, but like as the music's getting better, say, like, I'll try to feed off that energy there. You know try to maybe look at someone and am i clear <laughs> um to uh, you know just kind of crack a smile at somebody if they did something cool while they were playing the song you know just that kind of stuff
0: yeah yeah and i i think a lot of it goes into like the the familiness of a, being in a band right like you guys are are friends but you're really brothers you know like when you find the right people to play music with and you're all invested and authentic about it like it just makes life better because now cool i get to hang out with my friends or my bros and do what we love and why would i not want to do that Uh
2: chemistry is equally as
0: important i think as even creating
2: music because i've you know i've been in several bands my whole life and i lost track how many of them just didn't work out because people weren't getting along or people weren't holding their weight you know it's it needs to be a brotherhood it really needs to be um
4: it it kind of took us all like a year to be able to mentally relax enough around each other to not think about what we were doing with each other you know you just kind of like on autopilot act and react to each other because you're not assume no one's assuming anyone's getting offended you know
3: Yeah. yeah i think um when it comes to like the the brotherhood part of like our band Um, interesting little tidbit about all of us is that we all lived in the same apartment building for about a year, um, out in Cleveland. And, um, not only was it a horrible idea, um, but, um, while I was in, like, so I, I I worked in, uh, I, I used to live in like a town, like in one County. And then I moved over to Cuyahoga County where like Shaker and Cleveland are, um, while I was there, I didn't really have any friends except for them. So like I would just go downstairs in the morning. I'd be like, "Hey, Blaze, going to push me?" But you know, after a while, we were like, "Hey, I don't think we have any privacy together." You know, like <laughs> we just see people coming and going, and we're like, "Oh, well, I wonder what they're doing." Oh, yeah,
1: um, but after a <laughs> yeah. while, on we were- the bottom floor, everyone could see into my apartment at all. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> it was awful.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't
1: <laughs> do anything by alone.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I used to live in Indianapolis and I was on the bottom floor for a while. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Like,
1: it's terrible. Please move
0: me to the second floor up. Like, I don't people just walking down the sidewalk, looking in my fucking apartment. Like, no, I don't yeah. like that.
1: It's only natural that as you're walking past the window, you start to look in it. Right. And then you realize that somebody just got out of the shower and I, I'm walking around butt naked and yeah. don't look yeah. in my apartment.
0: But and then and then it's like, do I feel bad because I'm walking around butt naked or should they feel bad because they're looking in? It's it's my apartment. But,
4: funny enough, Justin once caught me in that <laughs> word for word situation <laughs> through the real. blinds. Yeah. Each and uh it was after uh it was after quite a night, and by the time everybody was done, um two hours after mm-hmm. that at like four AM, then uh yeah, he, he was just like just on the roof, yeah. You see, just seeing, seeing some stars, talking, and then talking, and then just
3: I, seeing Bobby. I'm sitting outside with my girlfriend, and we're just like looking at the sky. Like you know, it was like a really sentimental moment in our lives.
4: Uh, <laughs> was, it's also like a building. It's it a up. pretty
3: quintessential part of our relationship. Like we look back on that, but we can't look back on that without seeing Bobby's ass
4: cheeks <laughs> every time. <It's> illuminated
1: <laughs> in the dark, the dark apartment. Yeah,
4: just one light had to be on. <laughs>
0: you know but but again like is it your fault that they saw it because you're walking around in your apartment or it was it not their his fault, fault whatsoever. Again? <laughs> i have i
4: ha- i full exhibitionist i guess <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. awesome guys um that's pretty much everything i've got for you so let's talk a little bit as we kind of transition out of this um We touched on it a little bit obviously you want to do everything uh as 2021 ends and 2022 begins and you know hopefully getting out on the road and things like that uh what can fans realistically expect from you guys obviously i would assume some new music uh anything that you can talk about that you're not going to get in trouble for Go for
3: it. <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna tell us we're in trouble? Well, is gonna come, he's gonna be like, I know you. I know you told him about the song. I know you told him about the new single. Yeah. Um, so we have um, our new song comes out October eighth. Um, it's gonna be called Face Tat. Um, it's gonna be the third single off of our full length album. Um, we're really excited about this one because this is like the highest energy song that we've released in a long time. Um, and dare
4: I say, the best song we've ever released is our upcoming it's, one. It's, yeah. It's 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 It's, it's, it's I.
3: Um, but when um when we're talking about like what we're going to be doing in the future um our album's going to come out in the winter um we're also going to be launching a music video with a new single when it comes out um that we're going to be filming ourselves um and we're hopefully just going to try to keep playing shows while we can keep playing shows and go around Cleveland hopefully maybe we can tour around the midwest sometime soon um any band that's willing to pick us up and just take us sure. on the road we'd warp down anytime yeah. um so yeah i mean in the next upcoming like i'd say for the past 6 months you're going to expect like a new song, a new music video, and then hopefully a
1: record at some point in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to keep spamming run for cover records in our uh, <laughs> Facebook story or our, our Instagram stories. And be like, hey, just notice us. Just look at us. Okay.
0: Just, just, get, just give, give, take a give a look. A... Yeah. What, what's the worst that can happen, right? Like, yeah. Uh, again, something that a lot of people don't realize, I don't think, if they're not in the music industry. The music industry is a world of fucking rejection. Like Oh my god, oh god yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1 in a million. Just oh just just
4: find all the Spotify submitting, rejection playlists.
1: Submitting to fucking playlists. Oh, uh, too I heavy, too, too, heavy to too soft, too heavy, too soft. Yeah, too heavy, Too, too soft, soft, too
2: hard. I don't know. What don't it like I the don't production. Like it. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit too much
1: screaming. I don't know. I didn't connect with the lyrics. My like I'm not brave enough to take a chance on this. Yeah, my yeah. favorite
3: thing, my favorite game to play is that I'll get an email in the band's email from Submit Hub saying your song was declined for sharing by X, and then two seconds later, Dylan says, "Man, these fucking playlist curators are so pretentious." Dude. <laughs> they are. <laughs> like, it's like either
2: too heavy, or it's, you know I'm not heavy enough, or it's too light. It's like well, I didn't like the way the. The, you know guitar it in this one split second moment like what are they even talking what do you about mean? yeah they should have more than one person we
4: don't want your playlist anyway
2: yeah <laughs> no you're right it's it's a you know one in a hundred thousand five hundred thousand chance you know
0: yeah and, and you know it goes back to the whole like it you have to just keep getting up right like pretty much yeah. fall down seven times stand up eight that type of situation but like legitimately eventually you're going to knock on a door and somebody's going to be like i fucking love this let's go
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's what we're waiting for that's that's what we're hoping for and i mean we've luckily even been able to experience it a little bit because we released a single um uh about two months ago now i would say called liminal space and you know, I pitched that to Spotify and I pitched it to a lot of people on Submit Hub and it got declined by like almost everyone. And then we did Rabbit Hole and Rabbit Hole got picked up by Spotify and it got on a fuck ton more playlists than, uh, than, than Liminal Space But still
4: got denied by many. And that's what, that's what I was saying before. Like if you, if you listen to it, you'll kind of pick up on it too. There's some people might say it's too heavy for other kinds of, you know, music that's, like some parts of the song and some parts of the song are softer so they'll say well that's too
1: heavy for the playlist and so like sorry yeah we just need to keep doing it and then hopefully one day we release that one song or that album that everyone's like oh it's really good sure yeah aren't aren't dynamics a good
4: thing Uh, and it would be yeah yeah. it takes
2: it just takes that one special someone here and you know working for whoever and just work i mean that's how you know a lot of artists make it
0: yeah yeah and I, I think, you know, we're going to name drop her again, but Allie Hagendorf, for example, you know, like if you get on her radar enough, like, and she is constantly putting you out there, mm-hmm. you know, record labels are paying attention to what she's putting on playlists. So Absolutely, eventually yeah. somebody's going to be like, you know what? She's really hot on these guys. Let's take it out. You know, let's figure exactly. it out. Oh yeah.
2: Never know who's listening.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's everything I've got for you guys. I, I do appreciate your time. Um, Give kind of the, the standard outro, right? Like, obviously, we'll link all your social medias and everything, but where can people find you, and what can they expect from you on on wherever? So
3: you can find us on Spotify and Apple Music. We're on Tidal. I think we're on Deezer. Deezer. I don't know if anybody uses Deezer anymore. <laughs> we're on we're Deezer. Sure. We have a new song coming out in October. Uh, we're playing uh, a show the 16th of September at a local place near us. We also have, like, four shows in October to play, which is going to be really fun.
4: We have a rescheduled show for November, oh, something. November
3: 7th for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, uh, which is going to be awesome. At
4: the Foundry in Lakewood.
3: And, uh, other than that, yeah, we got a new, we got uh, the music video. We'll drop with the song when it
1: comes out, and then by the end of this year, hopefully, we'll have our album out. Yeah, we're on TikTok sounds as well. So if you want to make a really sad TikTok, just go ahead. Search <laughs> <"The> summer <laughs> Ohio. Oh, also, we
3: have um, a whole entire merch store available, which is available yeah. if you if you link to us in this uh, place. We just have a link tree, literally, with everything. So um, we have a merch store available. We just launched new Designs, so um, that's really like how you support us directly. So yeah, we're really excited about that too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah and real quick I want to touch on that because I think people assume if a song streams well on Spotify or whatever like oh good they're making money and that's no that's not the case so, no, so no, no, no. merch matters
1: <laughs> yeah Absolutely. merch is where you make
0: all the money yeah, yeah. We,
1: we literally like we have made like a grand total of 36 dollars for about a year and a half's worth of music so. yeah, oh, yeah like i i don't even know how, to, how else to describe it don't don't
3: count on royalties don't count on stream numbers just push yourself and your brands and your bands um to start pushing like products out like uh physical copies i'm
2: talking merch i'm talking all of that and live it was shows the old school way you know when you actually sold
0: records and albums and when you made money now it's right yeah but yeah it, it's not how it works streaming makes all the money yeah. awesome guys i appreciate it i believe let me look at the schedule here i believe this is going up right before your show next week uh yes this will go up the 15th so oh, yeah. awesome. anyone that listens to this show or yeah to this episode tomorrow uh tomorrow (laughs) by the time this launches so um awesome guys hopefully you will get around in the midwest cleveland's not terribly far from me i'm i'm about an hour north of indianapolis so i may be able to get over to you guys you know or maybe we'll meet in the middle somewhere at like a dayton show or something yeah Um, but yeah awesome guys i i appreciate it and for sure going to be looking out for some tours and things like that
4: We appreciate it a lot, man. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you for your time. Thank you a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks guys. Take care. All right. See ya. ya. And that was my conversation with this summer. Awesome guys. Really appreciate them again. um, To take the time and get everybody together to do that interview slash conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you learned a lot about the band um, and, you know, just some of the stuff that goes into being a DIY indie band. You know, we talked for a while there about Spotify and um, creating pitches for your songs to try to get on different playlists and things like that. And, um, you know, all the way up to uh, talking about Ali Hagendorf for a minute. You know, she's the head of rock at Spotify and so I think the, the point is, and we basically made that point in the conversation, you know, even a relatively small band getting the recognition from someone that is the head of rock at Spotify who probably gets pitched thousands of songs every week and she picked them, you know, so uh, super cool. That's everything for this week. Uh, As always, I've got their social medias and everything linked in the description of the podcast. So be sure to go over, give them a like, a subscribe, a follow, let them know if you listen to this episode, or if you found out about them through this episode, whatever. Um, And yeah, we'll definitely keep our eyes out for them. Uh, They've got new music coming. They're you know, have this little tour that they're doing. Um, there's so much potential for these guys. So we're going to keep our eyes open and, and they have officially touched down on our radar. So that's everything for this week, guys. Like I said, um, really appreciate everything that you guys do for me and this podcast and you know, all the support that you're able to give me is incredible. Um, We are running some new merch. So head over to the shop and check that out. Make sure you like us on Instagram uh, or follow us on Instagram. Um, And yeah, that's everything, guys. We're going to take you out with the newest single from this summer. And that is called The Rabbit Hole. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And you make the scene. Shallow hole.